You're listening to Actors with Issues with Juaniala, a podcast of actors, by actors, and for actors. In today's episode, we speak with actors and husband and wife, Joe Latruglio and Beth Dover from the new scripted podcast in dark comedy, The Bystanders, available now on Apple Podcasts. Beth, Joe, thank you both so, so much for being here on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So I'm curious with this being sort of a scripted podcast, and both of you are known for having very long careers in comedies, whether it's animation um, or, you know, voiceover roles, or of course, multi-cam and and single cam shows. But I'm curious with a completely non-visual medium like a podcast, did you find it difficult to sort of like adapt to that sort of form of comedy that was completely non-visual? I loved it. I thought it was so fun um, it, because it felt like a throwback, you know, it's yeah. like radio plays from back in the day. So it yeah. felt super fun. And I got to work with Joe and um, and we got to do it from our our, you know, office back there. So it was it was pretty great all around, I would say. Yeah, I I, um, I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't too much of an adjustment. Um, I felt like the timing is always so important with with comedy. And that's something that you could still have with with the radio or just audio um, mediums like that. So uh, yeah, it was, it was not too much of an adjustment. Um, uh, it uh, And we were also able to record together at the same time. So we were able right. to sort of improvise a little bit with each other and mm-hmm. sort of play off of each other. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. That's, it really did help the timing and, and just um, the overlap was, was great to have Beth in the room with me while we did it. Mm-hmm. That was actually my next question. If you both got to sort of record together so that I'm sure that that, as you said, sort of left lots of room for play. Um, and, and yeah, you know, with the rise of uh, the popularity of scripted podcasts, especially during the pandemic, when, you know, there were no commutes to listen to the radio or anything like that, everyone was sort of just like stuck at home. Um, were there any particular, maybe scripted or even non-scripted podcasts that you two became fans of over the last couple of years during the pandemic? I'm a podcast freak i listen to podcasts <laughs> all the time because maybe i just can't be alone with my own thoughts i'm not sure but i i just sent a list to my friends today of like 20 podcasts that i'm listening to um but you know in terms of the narrative ones i just started there there's sort of that was a silver lining of the pandemic i think is there's all these mm-hmm. different sort of mediums to you know do your craft right so you got you have like yeah. these new sort of narrative audio things i had never i hadn't really listened to any scripted podcasts this was one of the first if not the first one that i've done no i did like some story we did some story bots actually um, oh yeah we did podcasts um but i'm you know i haven't listened to a lot of them um the podcasts i do listen to are often kind of interview based or nonfiction based so uh it was fun it was a fun kind of world to um to kind of dive into (laughs) Floyd, that's our dog. One second. Got sirens. I'm going to just dog. pick him up and we'll continue this. Sure. Interview. So sorry. Uh, but yeah, it was very, um, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was very new to me. It, it took a little bit of getting used to, um, you know, knowing that a lot of the world uh, will be added in terms of the soundscape and everything. And I think that in ones that I have listened to, that makes just such a world of difference when you're experiencing it for the first time. Um, but it was all very new and very cool to be part of. Yeah, sure. And with, uh, you know, you guys have such a star-studded cast. I mean, the list goes on with, the, you know, Darren Chris, Heather Morris being a producer, Margaret Chell, Kathleen Turner. And uh, I'm curious, have you gotten to work with any of those other cast members previously to, to the podcast? 
Yeah, I worked with Margaret on um, Good on Paper and she's so awesome. I love her. She's so authentically herself in every way and she's so funny and talented and just the best. I uh, was lucky enough to, I do, uh, Margaret, I've met, I've never worked with her, um, hopefully someday, um, but I've worked with Jane Lynch, who is mm-hmm. uh, a comedy icon and a legend uh, for sure in a uh, movie called Role Models and um that's right. Yeah, uh, I did a table. I did a table read with Jane um, for Wreck It Ralph, um, mm-hmm. and that we both ended up having voices in the movie as well. So um, that was the only. And we and then we worked with her, and we did and party down, and then um, of course, and yeah. then uh, uh, the the David's one that never got picked up. Uh, the, so, the soap special? opera today special. Yeah, oh, yes, we did like a right. a pilot that never got picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane her. is fantastic. She's so talented. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. But I was pretty excited. Kathleen Turner has an iconic voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so when we were doing the read through on the Zoom, I was pinching myself that I was on a Zoom with Kathleen Turner and just getting to hear her read <laughs> with that just iconic voice. So it was yeah. it was very cool. I was very excited to get to, you know, be, I guess be in I, the same Zoom I was about to say be in the same Zoom <laughs> we together, but like I don't know, it's still very cool. Yeah, that's definitely a new saying is you're no longer sort of even with auditions, you're not in the room. You're more like in the Zoom waiting room. Uh, don't, I don't I know it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, with the name of our show being start, actors, commercials have started to come back in person, which I like. Oh, yeah. Is I miss peripheral friends, like people who aren't your necessarily your closest friends, but people you get to see in audition rooms. Mm-hmm. And I miss I miss that. I miss going yeah, into the rooms mm-hmm. and seeing people and maybe going for coffee afterwards, that kind of thing. So. It's starting to come back little by little. And you know, with the name of our show being Actors with Issues, we always sort of talk about uh, career obstacles and hurdles that our guests have overcome to share some advice with our audience of young artists. And um, sort of speaking on the pandemic, what would you say was maybe one of the biggest lessons you learned throughout the pandemic, whether it was about acting, auditioning, or just having a career as an actor? Um, well, I don't know if it was the per- uh, because of the pandemic per se, but... Um, I've always tried to um, write when I'm not acting. I know a lot of actors aren't writers and that's okay too. Um, but I've always found some way to be creative. So whether like Beth, for instance, you can take classes sometimes during the downtime. Um, but in terms of advice for younger actors, I would urge them to understand that every actor has their own timeline i'm i'm pretty impatient (laughs) and a younger if i were to tell a younger joe one thing it would be just keep keep at it and your time will get there um you don't really have any control over that as much as you think you do it's not about getting your representation or being in the one thing it's just knowing that you're staying true to your your path and it's hard because you'll have other actor friends perhaps that have more success at the time. And it's very difficult to be excited for them, although you are without any shred of jealousy, but you, you know what they call that compare and despair, compare and despair, which is a terrible thing. Don't compare and despair. You're all on your own journey and your own path. Yeah. And it's hard to remember that. It's very easy to say that now me being, you know, 50. So it's hard for a 23 year old to know that, but it is really true. I had, I had, um, I, you know, um, my, my friend, John Hamm, and I, I will name drop, um, only to tell this story. 
is that before I, I knew John for quite a bit before Mad Men, and I had some success up until that point and was trying. I was experiencing not a, a, a nice period of unemployment. And John and I and some friends were playing some poker and he was always very funny. And I was saying to myself, if and he wasn't working, I was like, if this guy, if this guy can't get a job, like if he's having trouble getting a job, what am I doing? Like, this is nuts. And again, a year or two later, that role came and um, and he was working before that. You just had never heard of him. He was doing stuff here and there. So that's the only reason I bring it up. It's to my earlier point. It's just you have to kind of stay, um, stay focused and know that your time will come. But in terms and of the pandemic, way. I learned uh, a lot about ring lights, a lot about putting myself on tape, a lot about editing an iMovie, a lot about, uh, you know, which room has the best natural light. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's what I learned during the <laughs> pandemic in terms of my acting career. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. <laughs> and you know, with... um. So many. So I'm a firm believer that with you know any role that one has, there's always something to be learned. Whether it's a you know a one line co star or the lead in a play or a series regular role. So I'm curious with the bystanders, what would you say you learned during that process of of, of voicing these roles? Ooh. Well, I learned that I love voiceover. <laughs> I mean, I got to do some Bob's Burgers, which was so fun, mm -hmm. and this. But I haven't had the most experience with voiceover stuff. You have. But I love it. It's so it's so fun. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a tough question in terms specific to this character. I, you know, I I learned maybe to explore uh, explore character traits in your voice that perhaps in a visual medium you don't think as much about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I guess I was very aware of the tone of my voice and if it was very quick and very fast perhaps i'm you know portraying a very nervous guy and do i want to portray someone like that and and so i guess i just became more aware of how my actual voice was informing the listener of 
what type of character I was. And with the uh, the years that you've both been in this industry, I'm curious, you know, what have you noticed has changed the most about either the entertainment industry as a whole or about like sort of what it takes to be an actor uh, since you both first got started? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I used to go to Samuel French and like, which was a like a bookstore and I'd literally take a book and look at what the agents were and write the agent's address on a piece of paper and then walk into that agency with a headshot. Like I would, it was like very analog. So yeah. for me, you know, every, you know, you having a, a social media presence and an Instagram presence, that kind of thing, TikTok, all that kind of stuff is more important, I think, for younger people coming up and something that I don't know as much about. Right. So mm. I think I think it has shifted in that way. And that's not. The I only mean, I, I for me, it's shifted tremendously. It's like night and day. It's it's like it's almost an industry that, um, you know, I almost don't recognize in terms of what it takes to become an actor like. I get very impatient that I am self-taping. Like, I hate it. I don't like yeah. it. Um, she Beth I like, te I like teases it. about me all the time. Like, I like being in a room. I feel like um, part of getting a job as an actor besides, you know, doing the role and the character is conveying in the room how affable you are and how nice it is for you to be around because that's really what matters when you're making a movie or on television set. Does this director, does this writer, does this producer want to be around you? Like, what do you like to be physically around? And that you can't do that with self-tape. You can't do that uh, in Zoom. And so um, but you don't have to be in traffic, but you don't have to be in traffic. Yeah, I don't I don't you don't I, have to change in your car on the highway. That's true. Like there's other advantages. But like for me, having been used to that aspect of the audition, not having that is a challenge for me to kind of see where else can I substitute that? Um but the advantage um, for young actors that do have to self-tape and do have to edit, they are becoming filmmakers, which I think is yeah. even more important in a way because of the, the platforms that you have, social media and especially YouTube, that you actually can get your voice out and who you are as a, as a creator and as a creative person more than I ever was able to do as just an actor going into a room. So many, many actors now have the advantage of being writer, director, actors. And at the end of the day, the thing that is the same is being creative with your friends and creating your own material and, and just continuing to do that. That has stayed consistent throughout my experience as an actor, I think. You know, I got to work with, you know, friends and, and doing improv and then we would have our sketch groups and then we would make a, you know, back then they were called vlogs or whatever. We would do little web series and then they would. Yeah. So you know, I think all of that and you obviously with the state and everything, you guys met mm -hmm. in college and you created things with your friends. So I think it's very important to establish community. And that that's something that hasn't hasn't changed. Yeah. What and what thing hasn't changed is the actor continually having to ask, wake up every morning and say, how badly do I want this? Do I still want to do this? Does this still bring me joy? Am I still happy doing this? Because, you know, it's 99% rejection. It's no, everyone knows that. So you, you have to do some deep dives sometimes, um, often actually, and say, hey, am, am I still here for the right reasons? And um, wrapping up with The Bystander, uh, what do you, you do? so at this point that we're recording this episode, um, the first episode of The Bystanders has dropped uh, and uh, it's a weekly release if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm curious, what are each of you looking forward to most for fans of the show to 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 discover and find out with the show? Well, we're both new to the show and mm -hmm. I, I hope for, like Beth and I love working together and we've been able to do that, lucky enough to do that in many different 
um, shows. And there's a unique, I think, back and forth that we have that we hope adds to the world of bystanders. But also I think just the cast is so great and it's it's such a wild ride. Like, you know, we get kidnapped and we're all in there together and, you know, I won't spoil anything, but it's just great. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's kind of an action packed kind of. Very silly. There's some very silly, yes. absurd, absurd things that happen and it's, we're looking forward to yes, that. Yes, it's silly and thrilling. So yeah. we're, we're excited to hear the rest. It's a siller. It's, it's a, a siller. It's a silly siller. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Beth, Joe, thank you both so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today and for uh, talking about the issues. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, you so Thanks much. For us. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juan Ayala. See you next time.